Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, Aaron Torres. It is one of those days where I don't know if I love being in this chair Uh-oh. or I, I I can't stand being in this chair. Is it me? Is no, it something it I has, said? It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with John Ramos. It has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with anything except those Seattle Seahawks. Welcome oh. aboard. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado. Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's known I'm a Seahawks fan. It's not what this whole segment's going to be about, but it Let's is. Let's do it. Let's it break is. down like, the depth chart and stuff. Let's <laughs> oh, do no. it. Let's not do that. That's not what I want to do. That's why I don't know if I want to be here or not, because we are talking about an organization that I really don't know in recent history if we have seen this in the National Football League. And in the span of a year, and maybe in the span of an offseason, I do not remember, Aaron, a team going from 
extreme relevance in the National Football League to one of almost no relevance in the National Football League. And you would you would you would look at it and say, well, obviously it's because of of Russell Wilson's departure. But I even think it's more than that. It's it's Russell Wilson's possible replacements. It's the decisions that this franchise has made over the last few years. And while I, I don't want to say that the sky is falling after a preseason game that doesn't matter to anyone. It's just I think that the Seahawks are such an intriguing case study that we had not seen in the NFL. And I've got a piece of paper in front of me. We call these the run uh, rundown. Mm-hmm. This is given to me by our executive producer, Ryan Bersinger. And the, you want to know what the name of this segment is titled? Uh-oh. And it, no, it's so true, but it's so true. Seahawks are a weird team. And I would say Seahawks are a weird franchise. Seahawks are a weird organization. There is just so much that is going on and has gone on and so much that has gone wrong with Seattle to now lead up to this point where last year, even though they weren't a playoff team, they were still entering the season relevant, thought to be a playoff team. You had Russell Wilson. You had DK Metcalf. You expected the Seahawks to be a better franchise, a better team than they were a year ago. Now they have, I don't even think it's a question, the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League. And now you're on the verge of watching them get beat by a Bears team last night that some consider to be the worst in the National Football League. Seahawks are a weird team is a perfect example and a perfect title for this segment. First of all, how dare you insult the New York Giants fans listening that are sitting there saying, no, we have the worst quarterback situation going on in the I, National Football League. Right I, now. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I was, would rather have Daniel Jones. Wow. But yeah, I, I think. But I'd almost rather have Daniel Jones. Don't think they'll be selling those T-shirts at MetLife Stadium <laughs> this year. Uh, so it, it is interesting because it was funny. Uh, probably about three or four days ago, I, I was on a radio interview in Indianapolis, and, and I was asked about the Indianapolis Colts. And somebody, you know, they said, like, what is the you, you host a national radio show? You talk about everybody. What is the cult like? What is the perception of the Colts? And I said, they're kind of just like not a very interesting team to me at all. Like Matt Ryan does nothing for me. And so to bring it back to the Seahawks, you can be bad and still be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Jets, hopefully Zach Wilson makes a speedy recovery. He's back on the field. I don't think they'll be good, but they'll be interesting. The Lions, we're going to get to in a minute. I don't know that they'll be good. They're certainly, I think they'll be better. I don't think they're a playoff team. They're certainly going to be interesting, though. There are plenty of teams that might not be good, but will be interesting. The Seahawks—they're just kind of up there in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know, there's so much intrigue in that division with the reigning Super Bowl champs, with Kyler Murray, with everything going on in San Francisco. You're right. Is they're weird, and more than being weird, they're not good, and they're not interesting, which is something that that to me, I think we we as we head into this NFL season, there's really only two or three teams you could say they'll be good, they'll be bad, they'll be this, they'll be that. They're not interesting. There's probably only two or three that you could say that about. I think that's the case with the Seattle Seahawks. You mentioned Daniel Jones, and there were headlines because Terod Taylor was maybe getting some first-team reps in practice. There, there, there are two quarterback scenarios in the National Football League that aren't being talked about, and it's because nobody cares about them. 
Nobody cares that Davis Mills is going to be starting for the second straight year in Houston. It's not even a controversy. He's just going to be the guy, but nobody's talking about that. I mean, like you, you could even talk about and saying, hey, is Marcus Mariota going to be able to revitalize his career with Atlanta? How is Matt Ryan going to do with the Colts, the team that you just mentioned, and a former Atlanta Falcon? Like there are there are storylines that can go along with any NFL team. And if you're playing fantasy football or if you're betting on games, you are following those storylines. Nobody cares who wins the Seahawks starting quarterback <laughs> That's job. true. That's true. Like that, that is, and, and that is one that is up in the air. Like, And we're wondering, like, Carolina is kind of, the, you know, with the Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald thing, that is intrigue of who's going to win it out. We don't know who's going to win this the Seahawks quarterbacking job. And, in fact, it's a quite a turn over the last 48 hours because it sure looked like Drew Locke was headed that way for his performance against the uh, the Steelers and then what he did in the scrimmage. But then he comes down with COVID, and then you're saying, well, maybe he took a step back. Now you have people saying he actually gained steps because of what you saw last night with uh, Geno Smith against the Bears. And I'm not trying to make this a breakdown of a preseason game, Aaron. But no. what I think this this does, this also lets us take a little different look at what happened in New England and the divorce between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. The Patriots didn't completely fall off the map. They may not have been good. They maybe tried to make it work with, with Cam Newton. But they weren't they weren't bad, bad. And if if Seattle doesn't get things right, like they're gonna be bad, bad. Sure. And and there's obviously a a quarterback situation and th- that is gonna have to be taken care of via the draft or free agency at some point if if the guy isn't true lock. But you don't get bad, bad in the NFL by just one move. And I, I know like we want to put this on Russell Wilson, but the, the whole Seahawks are weird sort of title. I, I looked up just salary situation last night. Sure. And I didn't look at the other 31 teams, but I feel pretty safe in saying this. I think that the, the, the only team with their top four players <laughs> play two positions, the top four paid players play two positions, and those positions are wide receiver and safety. Wow. Like, like, like Think about that. It's not uh, left tackles a rookie, uh, first round pick, Charles Cross. It's not the quarterback. It's not the pass rusher. It's not the guy that goes after the quarterback. Your top four guys are wide receiver one and wide receiver two and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And then safety and safety in Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. So I just for fun, I looked it up. And it's literally exactly what you just said for the exact opposite. Los Angeles Rams, four highest paid players. Maybe the best defensive lineman in the NFL, Aaron Donald. Maybe the best corner in this NFL, Jalen Ramsey. Maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, Cooper Cup. Super Bowl winning quarterback, Matthew, Matthew Stafford. That's how you're supposed to divvy things up. You're, you know, elite players, quarterback gets taken care of, elite pass rusher. I don't know if Aaron Donald is much of a pass rusher as he is just a, a dominant force on, on the defensive line. That's how it's supposed to get done. I don't know that you're supposed to be paying your two safeties. And in a world where people are willing to trade Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers to get rookies to replace them, I'm not sure that you're supposed to be paying wide receivers when you don't have that elite quarterback. It, it is so. It is. It is so in reverse. And this is this is the point. Like maybe we need to give Bill Belichick a little bit more credit uh, for what happened in in New England. And I know Tom Brady got the last laugh, but he went to a ready-made team in Tampa and won a Super Bowl. If you went to other places, I'm not sure, Aaron, that the outcome would have been a seventh Super Bowl. I uh, Patriots made it to the playoffs last year with their rookie quarterback and look to improve on that. The Seahawks have fallen off, and it's not just because of Russell Wilson's absence. And that's kind of where where this also then leads to is in the NFL, 
you don't get bad overnight. You really don't. Like it, it is. There are ways where you can kind of move things. You get bad by having a cons- bunch of bad decisions and a bunch of bad moves, misdraft picks, mismanaging this and that, and then all of a sudden you're in a spot where you lose a guy that may be covered up for some of those warts, and you're in the spot that they are. And they may rebound next year and and get a young quarterback or get one via trade or free agency. If it's not Drew Locke, because it's definitely not going to be Geno Smith, but it is just amazing to me to see how a team can become so relevant because as a Seahawks fan, and that's where I'll just pull it back to at this point, the Seahawks were relevant up until Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson came to Seattle. I mean, like they, 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 the kingdom was always rocking with at that time, the 12th man. And now the 12s is they're, they're talked about, but it wasn't as nationally known sure they weren't on sunday night or monday night football all the time i knew this because you i would never see them growing up there would be like one monday night football game yeah. a Brian year Bosworth that they would play trucked, yeah. yeah exactly that was in fifth grade 1987 it was the worst it was i i thought they were going to kill the raiders and mark leduke was a raiders fan that i that in fifth grade that i had to then oh, go no. to school the Your next rival. day because yeah they he liked the raiders and i was i, I was embarrassed because the seahawks got ran over by the raiders Raiders, but they they weren't that team until Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson came in. The uniforms changed. You had a different vibe. It was almost like a college sort of feel. Sure. And then and then the fan base exploded even more. More people got involved. And it's not to say that 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 the Seahawks didn't love their team because they did. They would sell out the Kingdom and it'd be loud as heck. They just weren't a national brand. Nobody talked about them. And now to see all of that erased in a year. That is super weird. Well, and it speaks to a lot of, I think, the conversations over the last two, three, four years is I do think Russell Wilson put a Band-Aid on a lot of those things, and I do think we saw some of that last year when he got hurt for the first time in his career and Geno Smith had to come in. And so it, it speaks to, like you said, you don't. this doesn't happen with Russell Wilson leaving. It happens with uh, multiple missed draft picks, with, with trading draft picks for a safety, with uh, mm-hmm. you, you know the, the, all the decisions that have been made through the years and so I think it just really more than anything and and obviously you know I don't know that it was on full display last night because you know it was a preseason game but it just speaks to the it's just a weird organization because you said it's it's the one quarterback battle that you know no one cares about I'll take it a step further I think it's the one quarterback battle and I know Pete Carroll throughout the offseason has said oh we believe in Drew Locke I think it's the one quarterback battle that I don't even think the team is trying to sell you. Like, I still think the Giants in their heart of hearts are trying to sell you. No, this Daniel Jones guy, he can still figure it out. It's not too late. Even if they know it, I don't think that, that, you know, San Francisco, they're trying to sell us so hard how improved Trey Lance is on a a day-to-day basis. The Seahawks, I don't get the sense, and, and again, I know Pete Carroll had a couple comments over the last couple months, but I, I don't get the sense that they're just, oh, we are all in on Drew Locke and you guys are doubting us, but, you know, doubt us at your own risk. Like, that's not the vibe that I'm getting out of them at all. If they were all in on Drew Locke, they would have given him first team reps. Sure. From when he came in. like they, they, And I think, listen, I think Drew Locke's going to be the guy. But again, nobody cares about yes. that. No one cares. And I'm sorry if you feel like I'm wasting your time by talking about a topic that no one cares. But you talk about the mismanagement of it. 
You saw Geno Smith last night. The first four series were three, uh, three and out. The fact that no one cares makes it the topic. Yeah. Like that that's, <laughs> yes. the, that's why it's interesting. If we came on here and tried to sell you why don't worry about the Seahawks based on last night, that's one thing. But to your point, the fact that they've fallen so far, I mean, this is an organization, I mean, two years ago, one, like two seasons ago, 2020 COVID season, won the division home playoff game to it's just mm-hmm. a complete whatever, whatever you want to term it right now. That's why we're talking about it because last night was just further proof of that. Yeah, it was it was it was bad and it, it may not get better uh any time soon. He's Aaron Torres. Get him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me, Dan Bayer, at Dan Bayer on Foxes. We are in for Doug Gottlieb. Coming up next, are things as peachy as they Try to make it seem in Tampa. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Hit Aaron up on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can find our next guest, member of the staff at Pro Football Focus, covering the National Football League. Find him on Twitter at Doug Kide. That's K-Y-E-D. Doug Kide joins the program here on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Doug? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I, I'm I'm doing great. I, you know, we, we started off the show. You weren't privy to it. Uh, we talked about the Seahawks last night and talked about this this organization and how just in the, in the span of a year, it's gone from complete relevance to almost absolute irrelevance. Outside of Russell Wilson's absence, what else has gone wrong with Seattle? What do you think are their biggest problems for a team that many are expecting to be picking high in the draft come next April? And I think one of the biggest issues is that they really just have not drafted well since 2012, 2011. They had a lot of years there where they did not pick up many solid players in the draft, uh, missed on high picks, missed on first and second round picks. Seems like maybe that's changed this year. They could have you know five or six starters as rookies this season, but they just really have not developed talent well enough. So, Doug, let me ask you the the opposite side of that that game. Chicago Bears obviously limited snaps for Justin Fields. Do we know anything definitive yet? I mean, obviously he doesn't have a ton of talent around him, but but have we heard anything positive, negative about what you know what what's been going on at training camp? Yeah, I mean, I think that he's had a, a solid training camp. It's going to be tough to evaluate how he plays this season just because of the talent around him. They've made some moves to improve that offensive line, but the wide receiver court that they've got there in Chicago right now is probably the worst in the NFL, and they're also dealing with some injuries there. They had some off-season arrests at that position. Uh, Nikhil Harry, who they traded for, got hurt almost right away. So, I mean, it's going to be really difficult to evaluate Justin Fields this season just because of the talent deficiencies around him. But I think that, you know, people around the league still have high hopes for Justin Fields. I think that he personally should improve. We just might not see that improvement on the stat sheet this season based on, you know, who he's going to be throwing to, who he has blocking for him right now. It's, it's a team that, very similar to the Seahawks, are certainly in a rebuild right now. Yeah, what, what do you do with Justin Fields? I mean, like, 
because we're so quick now to move away from quarterbacks. Like, you know, like I mean, we, we, you, you want to make hay while they don't have the big contract. We've seen first-round picks move on after a year, after a second year. What do you do with Justin Fields? Does he get leeway because of the, the new coaching regime, or does that count against him because there's a crew in there now that didn't draft Justin Fields? I think it's the latter. I think it goes against him. I hope that's not the case. I hope that for his sake, he gets years to improve and develop and and show what he can do there in Chicago. But typically, when you bring in a new staff, it's not the greatest sign for a quarterback. It's not the greatest sign for a draft picks. We saw last year the Jaguars were willing to trade away C.J. Henderson after one year. Certainly not saying that's going to happen with Justin Fields. And what one scout I talked to this year said, or this offseason said, that you know if the Bears do want to trade away Justin Fields, if I were in charge of a franchise, I would be first in line to try to get him. So, like I said, people around the league still have high hopes for him, but I do question how that's going to go this season if he doesn't show that obvious development on the stat sheet. If this new regime would say, well, we didn't draft this guy, we don't really, we aren't beholden to him, so we might be willing to give up on him. Doug, I want to kind of keep the second-year quarterback theme going, and I'm not going to go in the direction where you think I'm going to go, which is probably Trey Lance. I instead want to go with Trevor Lawrence. You know, I I find it interesting and maybe a good sign. It feels like no one is talking about this guy at all. I mean, you think about the Trey Lance conversations, the Mac Jones conversations, obviously the Zach Wilson conversations pre-injury. The fact that we're not talking Trevor Lawrence is that partly, obviously, maybe because he's a Jacksonville Jaguar, but it also feels like we kind of as a football collective community have faith that offensive head coach, a little bit more of a grown-up than Urban Meyer, uh, that, that Trevor Lawrence in year two is going to figure it out. Yeah, I think it's definitely that. I think that, you know, any any team in the NFL this season who could be that team like last year's Bengals, who go from absolute worst to first and being playoff contenders, I think the Jaguars are the, are the top candidate to be that team just because of you know the change in head coach from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. There's not that drama that's surrounding Jacksonville right now. The second-year leap that everyone expects to see out of Trevor Lawrence, since he was such a highly sought-after uh, prospect, coming out of Clemson, we still expect him to be that top quarterback in last year's draft class, even though he did not show that last year. For being totally honest, he did not show that he should have been the number one overall pick last year, but now things have settled down around him. The Jaguars spent a lot of money in free agency this offseason. Not sure how wisely they spent it, but they added wide receivers. They added a tight end. They added help on their offensive line. They're getting Travis Etienne back at running back. So there's been a lot of improvements around Trevor Lawrence. So I personally expect him to take a big leap. People around the league expect him to take a big leap. And I did a poll of people around the league to ask, who do you think is going to be the like after this season, who's going to be regarded as the best quarterback in the 2021 class? And everyone was still saying Trevor Lawrence. So still a lot of high hopes for him around the NFL. Uh, we'll see how it all comes together. But I think that they did make smart moves this offseason to improve the team around him. Like I said, you can question how they spent the money, but they definitely put a lot of talent on the roster. Doug Kai joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, pro football focus, NFL reporter. Get him on Twitter at Doug Kai. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb today on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so then let's talk about another quarterback in that draft class. Bill Belichick seems to be happy about Mac Jones and happy with what he's done and wants him to take this next leap. Uh, What do you think of Mac Jones in year two in New England, and what does he have to prove off of his rookie year? 
I would say that if there's any quarterback in last year's draft class who might stay a little bit more stagnant, it would probably be Mac Jones. And that's not based on him as a player, him, his talent level. I do think that he's got a, a slightly lower ceiling than a lot of those other players, so that plays into it. But the main thing here is that Josh McDaniels has gone as offensive coordinator, obviously now the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. They didn't really replace him. They brought in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who will be helping to run the offense this year with Bill Belichick, tight end coach Nick Cayley. You've got Matt Patricia possibly calling offensive plays, while being the offensive line coach, Joe Judge, who's never coached quarterbacks before, being his quarterbacks coach, like I said, Bill Belichick's still heavily involved. So I think that that works against Mac Jones. They're changing the offense a little bit. You'd see that one of two ways, one of which is that I do think that they're going to be playing a little bit more of his strengths in the offense this year. The other, though, is that he has to kind of start over a little bit with a lot of his teammates, so that might hinder him a little bit. So I thought Mac Jones was really good last year. I expect him to pretty much stay on that level. We might not see a dramatic leap from him, him though, until maybe year three when that offense settles down a little bit more. Doug, you got any speculation on, on all these crazy Tom Brady stories that are not no, crazy, but, he, but he's away <laughs> from the team. There's, no, you know, there's, there's some wild internet reports, to say the least, but any speculation on what might be going on there? Yeah, I mean, I, I love the mask Singer yes, theory that that's was going on yes. right now. <laughs> For, former PFF employee Kendall Valenzuela, I think, was one of the first people who put that out there on Fantasy Life and got picked up by Reddit and everything like that. That one's a fascinating one. If that's true, I don't think we'll actually find out until that show airs. I think I saw somewhere that it might not air until Thanksgiving. But basically, what, what I've, if it's not that, some of the things that are swirling around the NFL is that it is what Ian Rapport said earlier, that it's kind of a balancing work and and family type of life situation. So I, I don't think it's too concerning, but if this was any other player in the NFL who was taking two weeks off during training camp, everyone would think that this was insane. I mean, a lot of other players would get released, clearly, if they were trying to take two weeks off during training camp. Uh, Tom Brady gets quite a bit more leeway, but it's a fascinating situation. Uh, I'm certainly curious to see if we ever get any real clarity on it, though. I wish Geno Smith would take two weeks off and then quit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's, Whoa. I stole that line from someone. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Geno Smith. Doug Kai joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. But isn't it a bigger deal with the Buccaneers than just Tom Brady? And Doug, I think back to last year, and I thought that the Colts had the worst preseason that you could have. You had Carson Wentz get hurt. Quentin Nelson got hurt. Uh, there was COVID. Uh, you had, there were just a whole bunch of things going wrong with the Colts and they started off the year lost a couple of games you know turned it on in the middle of the year but obviously failed at the end like this offseason hasn't been spectacular for Tampa so so are are there bigger issues with that Buccaneers team and you know now Ryan Jensen gets hurt in the preseason I mean is it more than just maybe Tom Brady taking a two-week break Uh, maybe but the way that I kind of look at that is that you still do have Tom Brady at quarterback You've got the coordinators back in place. They were able to retain a lot of their talent this offseason and free agency, obviously, added Julio Jones. They dealt with some injuries there at wide receiver, but I don't think it's anything major that's going to continue on you know, very deeply into the 2022 season. So I think the biggest factor there, though, is just that the, the NFC is so weak that the Buccaneers should still have a, a pretty direct path obviously into the playoffs, certainly in their division, and probably to a Super Bowl. I mean, they'll be competing with teams like the Rams and the 49ers and everything, but I just, 
I think that as long as Tom Brady's back for the regular season, um, you know, as long as they don't have any more major injuries there, I think they should still be fine. But it's definitely strange to have your quarterback away for two weeks during training camp. And, you know, maybe it, maybe it helps some of those wide receivers are injured right now so that, you know, they don't even have to worry about developing chemistry there. But it's it's a strange situation, but I do still suspect that the Bucs will be fine. Are you, you are drinking the Julio Jones Kool-Aid. You think this can actually work out in Tampa? Well, I'm not sure how much it, it even needs to when you've got Mike Evans and Godwin um, still hurts. Uh, Chris Godwin and they picked up uh, what's his name? Uh, Russell Gage from the Falcons this offseason. So, I mean, he's probably going to be sharing that number three role with Russell Gage as long as Chris Godwin's healthy to start the season. So, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but he could do a lot worse than a, a, of a at fourth wide receiver than Julio Jones. All right. He's Doug Kide, pro football focus, NFL reporter. Find him on Twitter at Doug Kide, and you can find them in front of screens tonight watching preseason football. Appreciate it, Doug. Have a great weekend, man. Absolutely. Anytime. Talk to you guys later. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Have you been enjoying Hard Knocks? So I saw the first one. I have yet to see the second okay. one. I've, I've, I've taken it in, and I've enjoyed it. And You heard Nick play the sound of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, nothing against Jacoby Brissett. Nothing personally. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of people uh, that aren't Browns fans cheering for the Browns this year. Oh, and I think it goes well beyond this year. I, I, you know, as long and it's it's so interesting, right? Because and I know where we're going with this, but um, for so many years, you were like, man, they're they're just they're, they're you just want something good to happen to them. They finally get in a position where all of the pieces are right around the quarterback. I personally don't love the way that they treated Baker Mayfield even prior to Deshaun Watson. And then we all know who's going to be quarterback starting uh, that first week in December in Houston. It's funny because the Browns, they were such a topic of conversation when they were winning one game or not winning any games. And then Baker Mayfield comes in and they have this lovable loser uh, aspect to them. And that has completely gone out the window. And they're not losers anymore. They're a better franchise. That may be part of it. But I still think of the getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl, like if the Browns were in the playoffs and you didn't have a dog in the fight, normally you would cheer for the Browns. Let's see them go and make history. And I I, I don't think that this Watson decision, or I think that this Watson de- decision has really kind of put the final nail in the coffin of them getting any uh, outside love for anyone else. While the Lions... Can I jump uh, in on Deshaun Watson for a second? Oh, sure. I just have a question. I, and I know we want to get to the Lions, but... I was just thinking about this while you were talking. I think there's like when most guys do something at the we'll call it dumb for like simplicity's sake. Give it a year, give it two years, give it three years. Eventually, everybody kind of forgives them. I do kind of feel like this Deshaun Watson thing. As long as he is a Cleveland Brown, I, I like. I think they could make the Super Bowl in 2026, and people would still be like. The guy. Well, you do remember what he did back in 2022, right? Do, do, do you do you think like I, I think with most of these guys, time heals all wounds. People get over it. I think what Deshaun Watson, what we found out in that Sue Robinson report, I don't think that's ever going to happen, and I don't think the Browns are ever going to get back that kind of lovable mentality that they had. Yeah, I, if I had to pick one side, yes, I would. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that that is that is a fair statement because it's also tough to like be lovable, then not be lovable, and be lovable again. Sure. Even if there was some distance 
Um, it's the Browns giving him the guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. which made everybody around the league mad, and how much they gave him. I think all of that plays into it. So I, I would agree with that. And I, and, and to talk about the, the lovable losers with the Lions, the only thing I was going to mention is because I think that Hard Knocks has been really great. I agree. Now you're seeing more of them. This is also a franchise that has not won and has been a loser, but they haven't been lovable losers. And they... Their, I mean, their history. I mean, it's very, very similar to what the Browns went through. But there was something, there was some soft spot with the Browns because you had the drive, you had the fumble. Uh, you they know, left town. <laughs> yes, they yeah. left exactly all of that. So all of that plays into it. And the Lions were also just always bad. Like they weren't close. They were close one year. They made it to the NFC Championship game thirty years ago, and then the Barry Sanders led Lions were were crushed by Washington in the NFC Championship game and you're not making it close you're not like winning a playoff game here and there and now you're seeing this team and you're seeing these characters yeah i think that the lions have ended up replacing the browns as that lovable loser in the national football league i agree and i i think it's a few things i mean i think it does start with dan campbell and and you mentioned hard knocks and it's funny because i i've kind of been out on hard knocks and i think that a lot of people have kind of been under the impression it kind of ran its course you know we have all access to pretty much everything all the time now. Does does Hard Knocks still move the needle? But I think it's because of Dan Campbell. I think he is an everyman. I think he does play into kind of the ethos of that city. But I think part of it also, why the Lions are so intriguing and pseudo-lovable this year, is because he's actually done smart things since he's become the head coach. Um, you know, first of all, I, th- I thought they largely overachieved towards the back end of last year, but this year in the draft, I mean, getting the hometown kid Aiden Hutchinson, getting Jamison Williams, who might have been the best wide receiver in the draft had he been fully healthy, might have been the first one off the board. So I think this all plays into kind of the Dan Campbell Lions mystique of like, yeah, they're kind of goofy and Dan Campbell's kind of a cartoon character, but he's kind of starting to do some things where it's like, are they really starting to kind of build something here? I, they're going to make it entertaining. And if you haven't got into Hard Knocks, I suggest doing so. There's still time. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Could Bronny James be headed to the Big Ten? That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug on this Friday. Hope you're getting ready for a great and fun weekend. Find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. I don't know if I'm in the middle. Hopefully I'm at the end of this uh, Twitter argument over over uh, the Seahawks in their uniforms. So later on in the show, uh, John Ramos' idea, uh, the two things that people should not argue with you about. If you would like to send in your submissions of the two things that – no one should argue 
with you about because those are your passions or those are your expertise. Again, hit Aaron up on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Let's play a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check out the latest signs of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Nick Cope is at the news desk. And Nick, usually what how this runs is I say, uh, hey, Nick, uh, what game do we have today? And then you will say, the game we have is... Psychic. And that's how it usually goes. So, Nick, uh, eh, what's going on? What what uh, what game do we have today? The game we have today is... Psychic. All psychic. right, psychic. We get to look ahead into the future, Aaron Torres. Some psychics m- might have expected that sound drop right there. Ah. But anyway, continue, <laughs> Nick. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, you guys were talking about it with Doug Kide moments ago. It's the Internet's favorite theory earlier today will tom brady appear on this season of the mass singer oh and i'm glad doug clarified that it was one of the pff guys that ended up taking it and then put it on reddit because last night on reddit it was like wildfire on reddit last night it was everywhere i do not see it the reason why aaron is i don't think it takes two weeks to film the mask singer (laughs) and tom brady's role like i i just i figured that maybe they would guess him because i thought that they guessed him like the first season and instead it was Terry Bradshaw. Sure. So I think it would be, yeah, I think he'd be out pretty early. All I know about this whole Tom Brady, he, it does feel like he's moved into the Brett Favre uh, chapter of his career where he's just going to kind of show up when he wants to. I'll retire. I'll unretire. I don't really like the coach. I have no strong opinions about the future of him being on Mass Singer. Imagine you being a Buccaneers fan and your Super Bowl hopes are derailed because he's dressed up as a robot. Like, like that is. <laughs> Why would they be? How mad would you be as a football fan if that was the case? The counter would be you're a Bucks fan and you had 20 years of misery before he got there, and you should just be thankful sure. that he brought you the one. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, what else we got, Nick? All right, guys. Will Bronny James commit to a Southern California school? You've got one sport book that sees UCLA as the favorites, USC in fourth, Oregon, North Carolina, Michigan State, all in the mix as well. What do you guys think? What do you think, Aaron? Uh, I th- did. You said specifically a California school, Southern California school, to be okay. even more specific. So we can take uh, Cal. Uh, I was trying to think of something funny, but nothing came to me. Uh, you know, some somewhere up <laughs> north. But uh, I, I don't. I, I, th- I would say I know one of those schools isn't actually recruiting him. So I would say it's less likely than not that he goes to uh, one of those two schools. What about Laverne? Is anybody go. to John Ramos's alma mater? John Wa- would, watch out, Division Three basketball. Yeah, that, that could be an option. That would also be in the Southern California yeah. Pepperdine, category. LMU. Yes, there San Diego go. State. Hey, great place to go to school. I would assume, but and what, that point what, guard for Cal Poly, Bronny James. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? You think he's going to end up at one of those two? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. I thought I, you know, thought maybe okay, maybe Ohio State, you know, like back to Ohio, that sort of thing. But no, they're the LA centric is the James fam. All right, you got one more, Nick. Yeah, I got one more. Mike Tomlin says Kenny Pickett's going to get varsity action in their game that. this weekend. It, yeah. Will Pickett wind up starting more games this year than Mitch Trubisky? 
So uh, if I can jump in, Dan, I don't mean to cut you off. On t- I didn't even start. Okay, so, yeah, go good. ahead. Well, on Tuesday, Rich Orenberger, you you guys were out doing uh, Doug Gottlieb stuff, <laughs> yes. and I was in with Rich Orenberger, and he his his mic didn't work for the first segment. So I did a Kenny Pickett segment. So this audience knows if Zach Wilson could start Week One. If we can hand Trey Lance a job, even though he's not the best quarterback on the roster, no reason Kenny Pickett shouldn't be your starter week one. I, uh, I, I'm I along those lines. I think that there's only a ceiling for Mitchell Trubisky. So, in essence, if the Steelers had the guts, if they had the balls, they would start Kenny Pickett as soon as possible. So, I will say, yes, Pickett will start more than Mitchell Trubisky does in 2022. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I argued, Aaron, that the Steelers are afraid of going 5-12. and 12. Interesting. That that they, you know, like they're going to try to win win as many games as possible and, you know, make that move, but that, that because that's not the Steeler way. They don't, they don't have losing seasons and that if you play it safe, you won't have a losing season. I don't know if that's going to be the entire reason why Mitchell Trubisky ends up starting, but we'll see. Changes in the Big Ten and what it actually really means with that new TV deal. That's next. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.